come come back home pies. That's what it is, man. Make Appreciate sure you <laughs> Welcome to Comeback Compass episode six. I'm Fernando Ramirez. He is Gilbert Manzano. Man, episode six. What a crazy journey this has been. This is only we only started this in August, Gilbert, and we're already in episode six. That just means we have so much of the fight game, so much coming up, so much that's already happened. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I, I like that we're listing the numbers here. It's kind of like a UFC vibe. You know, we'll, we'll get into it. UFC 279, good weekend of, of uh, MMA there. But <laughs> I'm doing well, Fernando. And you know why? We're going to save the MMA stuff because this is boxing's week. This is our week also as a Mexican or well, Mexican-Americans, but still, we count. Uh, Mexican Independence Weekend. You know what that means? Is Canelo <laughs> Albert. Yeah, yeah. And Fernando, it's the real Independence Day, right? I know you, I know you love Real to say Independence that. Day. R- reminder. None but of it's that. a big showdown today. Yeah, no, no Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, when, when Canelo gets in the ring, when Floyd Mayweather used to get in the ring on these dates, you knew it was the real Mexican Independence Day. I just remember Floyd always loved this weekend, uh, fighting this weekend, because he knew Mexicans. Mexicans yeah. wanted to see Floyd get knocked out. So that's why they would buy these fights, and that's why they would watch his fights. Because they all wanted to watch him uh, lose. Definitely good marketing. And, and you know, I feel like for a long time, uh, Mexican fight fans have kept the sport alive of boxing. We pay oh, the money. We want to see the sport. Uh, and, of course, there's a, a for sure a Mexican fighter in Canelo Saul Alvarez. And an honorary Mexican, Mexican style, Gennady, Triple G, Golovkin. The trilogy, Fernando, we're, we're here. Uh, it took four years to get it from the rematch where Canelo beat him by split decision, but here we are. I saw today it was Grand Arrivals uh, in Las Vegas. Triple G showed up in an old-school classic car. Canelo came out and called Gennady a fraud. Uh, in Spanish, he said it too, so it's been a fun little start to, to the fight week. Hey, and not only is it going to be us, Gilbert, but in a little bit, we're going to bring on one of your good friends from the Las Vegas Review uh, Journal, Sam Gordon. He's a friend of the show. He helped us. Uh, I think it was back in December, break down uh, with Cassie Soto, break down Raiders and Chargers. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Brian Salam- uh, Salamond, he's going to jump on with us as well. They're gonna We're going to do a little bit of a roundtable for boxing, get their thoughts. They're going to be there, so why not get their thoughts? on what's going to happen this weekend. Man, like you said, the fireworks have already started, and it's only uh, it's only the beginning of this because we still have weigh-ins. We still have the face-to-face. You know how that face-to-face is going to be. They're going to look at each other, and they're both going to see disgust in the other's face because there is no love lost between these guys. This, is, this isn't even a WWE or AEW spin. This is real. These guys hate each other and hate is a strong word my mother always told me that growing up but this is real hate yeah fernando i'm excited to have this boxing round table with sam gordon and, and you butchered brian's last name solomon uh, brian solomon solomon, solomon. solomon. yeah and, yeah, yeah you're and right. you did it last week with, with jamayev and adam hill had to call you out so i'm gonna keep in the trend of calling you out <laughs> we're sorry brian we're watching the beginning we'll, we'll get it right there uh but and those are two people i love talking boxing with when i used to work in las vegas Brian actually was a coworker of mine at the Las Vegas Review Journal when we opened the studio. Uh, he, and he trained people like me and Sam to, to be ready for the camera. That's why I'm here, friend. That's why I'm pre- prepared to be on the camera for these lovely shows that we have here on Combat Compass. But we'll get to them soon. It is a big rivalry. And I remember one time, you know, when I think it was, a, I think it might have been the first or no, it was a second Canelo, which feels like a long time ago. 
Canelo Triple G rematch. And I wrote a story for uh, man, it's going back. I wrote a story about the rivalry. I mean, not the rivalry, the Grand Arrivals, which you do every Tuesday at the MGM Grand, like they did today, four years ago. And we put in the headline "Bad Blood" between Canelo and Triple G. And some of the people, this was during the time of HBO boxing, you know, when they were still doing fights, which, man, it feels like a long time ago, Fernando. It's on the zone now. But one of the HBO people came up to me and one of the executives and was like, hey, I love the headline. I wrote your story today. Bad blood. Way to sell the product there. I'm like, yeah, people love that. Uh, bad blood, uh, bribery, hatred. I don't know. Maybe there is some hatred, but it is personal. And like I, like I mentioned earlier, Canelo does not like Triple G, the person, because they remember about the bad meat, the contaminated meat, carne asada. Carne asada, uh, carne asada, Fernando. There is a lot of history here that's been built up in the last four years. But we're here and the rivalry. Don't give me a fourth one. Triple G is 40. Remember, he was saying he thought he was going to get the fight when he was 50 years old. He did not. And here we are. Uh, he's uh, Canelo's vegan, correct? He won. He, this is actually, the second fight. I don't know if he stuck around with it. Actually, good, good question. We got to figure that out. Do a little research before the roundtable because that did not work for him the first time around with Vivo. No, it did not. And I think that was very surprising. That fight was very surprising. I mean, everything that happened, um, obviously, uh, I think Triple G said that he wasn't, he told us he wasn't surprised that he had seen some uh, some things there from from Canelo. So, man, this this fight's going to be very interesting just because of all the dynamics that that are involved with it. It's going to be so much, like we said, it's, it's just bad blood all between... I remember when uh, Canelo and the bad the tainted meat came out. Uh, he was calling him a cheater and that he's cheated the sport and and everything. And obviously, we're gonna get to our interview with Triple G, uh, which we've had um, we've had for a while. But man, it just everything everything we talked to him about everything. And this was a month ago. It's still relevant, and yeah. it it even spark it even throws a little bit of wood into the fire uh sort of speak to be honest and and the funny thing is uh yeah that that video is still very relevant today but people have loved the interview too and yeah. I, and i've been excited to keep sharing that that video and to share it again because it already went over i keep telling you every day fernando it went over thirteen thousand views already as of tuesday of fight week over 100 comments on the youtube section uh about 300 likes there so people love the triple g video i know some for team canelo are, are in the comments fighting with people from team triple g so hey that's what you want a little rivalry and we had to play the interview again because it was that good yeah no definitely i mean <laughs> triple g got on me for the whole uh hey i heard you moved to la for tacos and he's like man what are you talking about tacos for i'm trying to cut weight i'm like oh yeah i forgot i'm sorry so uh definitely gonna be an interesting matchup but you talked about UFC 279. Um, Wait, Fernando, can I can I give you a transition? Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of cutting weight, Shemaev couldn't make weight seven pounds over. There you go. Oh, there you go. That's a good that Shemaev, a good transition. So obviously there was a lot, and I got I got some uh, from Adam Hill, our good friend from the Las Vegas Review Journal. So obviously Shemaev came in seven pounds overweight, and I taught and I was talking to Adam, and Adam's like, dude, like you understand a pound overweight. You understand a pound and a half. He's like seven and a half told you, I don't know. This fight was just obviously he's like, I just don't know. And so obviously Nate Diaz had a switch and he fought Tony Ferguson. I can't remember who Shamaya fought. Um, Kevin Holland, Kevin Holland. Obviously he beat him and um, Nate Diaz won his match against Ferguson. and, And Adam said that he was sitting there. And that uh, he walks into the media and he goes, who has a beer for me? I just won my last fight here in the UFC. Who has a beer for me? So I just started <laughs> laughing. I'm like, 
I'm like, what was the smell like in the arena? He's like, man, it smelled like a Snoop Dogg concert. I was like, yeah, I bet. So uh, he said that there was a lot of different things going on. Uh, Gilbert, what did you think about his, I mean, as of right now, it's his last fight in the UFC, but what did you think about it? Yeah, we're starting with Nate Diaz, right? Uh, Nate Diaz, I, I think this uh, this shuffling, by the way, my, my brother, shout out to my, to my little brother, Luis. He thinks there's a conspiracy theory that uh, uh, they, they knew that uh, Nate Diaz was going to get crushed by Chimaya, so they had to shuffle around. So I don't know. I don't, I don't see that really, but it worked out to Nate Diaz's benefit because if it is his last fight with UFC, what a way to go. Like, it was a yeah. nice little brawl with Tony Ferguson, two guys kind of in the back end of their career who like to kind of throw it down. There's a lot of respect for each other. At one point, I got annoyed. I'm like, Tony Ferguson, stop touching his hand. Just fight. Stop tapping each other. Like, I know that there's respect there. I get it. Uh, but Tony Ferguson came to fight. Uh, at one point, he was really, uh, you know, I guess going at the legs. And I'm surprised Nate Diaz was able to stand up. But it was a good night for Nate Diaz. He showed the cardio, longevity, the the pointing and laughing, the slap, all that, the the chilling by the cage, all the antics you, that you love. Nate Diaz, who, who who that's why he became famous because he likes he likes to have fun in the in the in the in the cage, uh, and he wants to embarrass you too. So yes, there was a lot of respect there, uh, but overall it did not work out any better for for Nate Diaz. Uh, he's such a star, a rock star out there in the UFC world. Uh, everybody holding up the flags. Of, I, I told you, I'm not surprised, Mother Effer. So this guy's a legend. And and then he made out. He made Tony Ferguson tap. I want to say it was the first time Tony Ferguson tapped out on a fight since 2009. Was a graphic I saw. And Tony Ferguson has lost five consecutive fights, but the first four were were by knockout. So to be that technically sound and that and that's one thing he doesn't get credit enough. Nate Diaz. You know he knows how to box and throw hands. He doesn't have a lot of power. But he could throw, but he's also very savvy on the ground. And the way he made Tony Ferguson tap, I forget what round it was, Fernando, but I think it was four for five. It got pretty late. Yeah, fourth, uh, I think. Fourth round uh, was very impressive. Kind of came out of nowhere. And then, yeah, uh, Nate Diaz was hinting about you know retiring or maybe going to a different sport. He took a shot at Conor McGregor. Good selling there for the trilogy. Maybe a Jake Paul fight. Uh, but overall, it was a great, fantastic night for Nate Diaz if it is his last fight in the UFC. Could he really box? He, he, he's a good boxer. He has combinations. He has jazz, but he just has no power. And the gloves and boxing are bigger. You know, they're smaller in UFC, and he still can't get the knockout. I was like, he'll make you bleed. He'll make you hurt. He'll make you tired, but not enough power, I think, for me. Um, but from from a lot of – this is one thing I hate from being a boxing kind of point of view person more than MMA. I'm still learning MMA more, I feel like, because there's so many types of fighting styles. I, it bothers me how people can't throw just a jab or a combination, and Nate Diaz could do that. So he could hang around and do that. But, uh, hey, I know we're going to get into it, but I think uh, maybe I wouldn't mind seeing a Jake Paul and Nate Diaz fight, and maybe Nate Diaz put it on him. Wow, that's interesting. Well, Gilbert, obviously, um, anything on Shemayev and anything that you saw from him? Yeah, uh, real quick. Uh, I hate to be like this uh, get-off-my-long guy, the old-school guy, but make freaking weight. Come on, do your job and respect the sport. I would say I'm going too far. Respect the sport. Respect people. Uh, seven pounds over? Come on. I, I get that you have a bunch. You had a bunch of excuses ready to go, and you want to act like this big, bad boogeyman UFC, which, you know, you are. You're a great fighter, but make the weight, man. You can't not be going over even one pound is too much, but seven to just shuffle all the all the all the card around. It gave people extra money, but to prepare and switch on a one day notice that's just a, a, a lot of trouble for one dude. Uh, but Ch- Ch- Chimaev, I was gonna get his name wrong. Uh, him and Kevin Holland got into it in the back, and then for 
for Kevin Holland to be that amped up to, sh- to show, hey, I'm not scared of you, and then to get crushed like in a minute, like Chimaev was like, I have no respect for you. I'm going to go at you. I'm going to take your soul. He ran at him, pretty much did a spear on him, took him to the ground, punished him, uh, and made him tap in a minute or two. He remember that stat that Adam Hill gave was about not being touched. I think it was like two strikes he took in the yeah. first whatever fight. He didn't get touched a single time in that fight, adding to the legend. So make your way, but overall, great performance for Ch- Chimaev. Uh, and we'll see what he does now because I don't think he can make weight at welterweight. He'd probably say at a middleweight. Uh, he says he's going to dominate both divisions. We'll see, but make the weight, man. Yeah, definitely. All right, Gilbert, it's time to to go to Sam and Brian and see what. See, let, let's see what they got to say about this fight, because they're going to be the guys that are there. So let's see what Sam and Brian got to say about uh, about the fight on Saturday. You know, it's going to be an awesome interview segment if the guest is a former co-worker of Hilberto's. And for this Canelo Triple G3 boxing roundtable, we have to have two former co-workers of Hilberto's with Brian Salmon and uh, main sports anchor at KSNB News 3 in Las Vegas and Sam Gordon, columnist and features writer of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Brian, welcome to the show. I hear you were the first person to go, call Gil by his first full name, Hilberto. Uh, you did it on air. How are you? I, I'm doing all right. I appreciate you having me on the show. It's good to see Hilberto. Uh, Manzano, that's my guy, man. The first guy go. ever kind of rolled my R's. I, I, I tried it, man. And it's good to see Sammy the Bull here as well. Thanks, thanks, B. Sal. I get to see you two days in a row after seeing you at the Aces game last night. We got a big fight week here in town. Fellas, appreciate you guys having us. Um, excited to talk some boxing. Big, big, big fight. Yeah, well, definitely. I'm yeah. glad to have you guys both on. Uh, Sam, you're doing big things now. You're covering it all, you know, with the Raiders, you know, boxing, the Aces, you too, B. Sal. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have two of my former coworkers in Las Vegas. You guys are always shining. Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed I don't have my boxing shirt on because you guys, you know, got the memo. It is a boxing roundtable. It is fight week. It is in Las Vegas, Mexican Independence Weekend, a trilogy. We have it all for this uh, big uh, fight here. And I was at, I was at the first two uh, Canelo uh, uh, Triple G matches. I think all of us were before Fernando. Uh, Fernando actually got his first taste of boxing last week for the Andrew Ruiz, Luis Ortiz fight. So he he's already hooked. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. But, but fellas, you know, I think I, I just hyped it up and I might have already answered my my uh, my question. And before I start, a shout out to you, B-Sal, for starting the Gilberto trend because people are calling me that now. From uh, Sean McVay okay. to Brandon Staley, head coaches are calling me Gilberto now. Uh, so uh, I, I prefer that now, you know, from, from Gil to Gilbert or Gilberto. So I appreciate you. Uh, but first question for okay. this boxing roundtable. And you could tell I'm hyped for this for this fight week. So I'm, I think I am answering. But this fight took, what, four years to get a trilogy going? Triple G is 40 years old. Canelo's been going up and down with weight classes, light heavyweight, super middleweight, undisputed super middleweight. This this rivalry started at middleweight, uh, if you remember way back in the day, it feels like now. Uh, when this fight got made, were you guys at all excited? It was like, eh, a little too late, expired. Or now that we're here for a fight week, are you guys excited? I'll start with you, Sam. You were, I, think, I think you were at the Grand Arrival. Maybe both of you guys were. Uh, and then B, go ahead and tell me how you guys are feeling about this matchup. And Fernando, I want your opinion too. So go third. Um, yeah, G. Uh, I guess you know the context of the announcement. I, I think early on, right, there was kind of the expectation that we all had um, that Canelo was going to beat Demetri Bivol, and that you know had that happened, this announcement probably has a different tenor to it. I think initially it's like, okay, you know. Because of the loss, it's not as it's not quite it doesn't quite have the luster that it would have had Triple G came into the ring 
and they done the announcement right then and there, which is what Matchroom, you know, what Canelo, what Eddie Hearn were planning on doing. Like, that was the plan. That was the thought. And it's also a lesson, and you can't assume anything, right? Dimitri Rewell, of course, with the clinical performance. But now that it's here, um, it does feel like a big fight. You, you had hundreds of people in the in the lobby of the MGM Grand yesterday, um, mostly supporting Canelo, you know, excited about Mexican Independence Day weekend, like you said. And at the end of the day, this is, this is one of the biggest rivalries in boxing, you know, in the last – uh, certainly the last decade or so, you have two all-time, you know, fighters, right? One smack dab in the middle of his prime and the other at the end of a very, very storied career. Um, you just don't want to make any assumptions. You don't want to make any assumptions whatsoever. Canelo needs this victory to get back on track. Triple G, of course, believes, and, and he has a strong case that he won the first two fights. This is, you know, kind of a, a moment where he has nothing to lose and everything to gain. So, yeah, now that we're here, it does feel big. I am super excited and, and kind of, you know, ready to put a bow on this rivalry that's, you know, lasted five years, went on hiatus for a little bit, but here we are back again, and it definitely feels like the rivalry is still in place. Yeah, gee, man, I'll echo what Sam had to say, um, but I'll first start off with, when I first heard that the fight was going to happen, I was like, yeah, you know, like a third fight, because, you know, Triple G is a bit older, Canelo um, is, you know, coming off, he's coming off a loss, but still, Canelo has been Canelo, he just bit off more than he can chew with Bevo, and, you know, I was like, eh. but after <clears throat> after being at the Grand Arrivals, I was there. Uh, I was the only television station to get a one on one with Canelo, so I, I, I talked to him up on stage. Uh, and I I love boxing, like Sam loves boxing, like you love boxing, like Fernando is about to start love bo- loving boxing, and you know, like I know, there's nothing like fight week here in Las Vegas, man. Especially a Canelo fight, the biggest star in all of boxing. So my juices are flowing, man. I'm like, man, I, I can't wait to actually get back in that arena. And like you said, you were at the first two fights. I was at the first two fights. Sam was there as well. The atmosphere for those Triple G Canelo fights were fantastic. I can't wait for it. And even though it, it, the last fight was 2018, I think that actually has kind of helped uh, get the juices flowing for this fight because it was so long ago. You're like, man, you know what? It's been a good you know, two fights the trilogy is going to be even better. And you know, like I know, trilogies in boxing are generally fantastic. Fantastic. So I think that someone's, I really think that someone's going to get knocked out in this one. In my opinion, I, well, I'll give you that later because I'm sure yeah. you'll ask. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, this, uh, I, I think it was the the um, Juan Manuel Marquez and Floyd Mayweather. No, uh, Manny Pacquiao 3 were. Pacquiao. He dropped Pacquiao, right? He put him to sleep. Yeah, so this one feels yeah. like one of – I'm with you, I, I, Brian. I feel like this is kind of Triple G's last payday. Hey, let's get Canelo back on top. This kind of feels like one of those, like, let's get him back into the winning mode and everything. So, But it's exciting. I mean, everybody everybody knows what this weekend means. Everybody knows what this weekend has meant since um, – since it's been since Floyd Mayweather liked boxing this weekend, Canelo likes boxing this weekend. So obviously, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of mystery on is Triple G over the hill at 40 years old. We talked to him, and he said he's in the best shape of his life. Obviously, um, I didn't think he did that well against that last guy that he. I can't remember who he just fought, but I didn't like. I didn't, I thought he looked a little bit. He didn't look like Triple G to me, but I mean, I guess we'll see moving forward but the excitement is there the rivalries there these guys hate each other so i'm all if if two guys that are getting into the ring hate each other you can you can write it down that i'll watch because uh i like when there's bad blood in there <laughs> do, do they hate each other 
Kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know, but supposedly it's all personal. That that kind of usually tells you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's bad blood there. <laughs> it's personal this time. Yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, Fernando, I don't know if you want to take away this next question on the the Canelo Bivol loss here. Uh, but I guess I, I could start out the roundtable with this one here, real quick. Uh, with the Canelo, you know, losing to Dimitri Bivol, going up to light heavyweight, uh, I think one weight class for him. And, and he did so well in super middleweight, he, you know, it was kind of like, okay, you, you got to go and try it. And I respect that. You know, I, I think one thing uh, we, we talked about this before is like, you know, I, I never knocked Floyd Mayweather for what he what he did when, he, you know, to making the money, becoming a household name. I just didn't like how people try to pretend to be Mayweather and they want to protect the O, you know, they, they want to protect the O, be undefeated. So I respect Canelo for, for, for going up and, and forget the O. And he lost there and, and all that. Uh, but, you know, it, it wasn't a sharp Canelo. You know, yeah, like like you mentioned, uh, Brian, he 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 took too much too much of where he could you know eat or chew, uh, and 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 I, I think the thing with Bill was like he didn't have power, so it wasn't like a like a like a, a total domination, but he picked him apart because of the size and the skills. Uh, so I guess I ask you guys, you know, I'll start with you, Brian, because I, I know you have plenty to say on this. What did you take <laughs> away from from, from, from Canelo losing a Bibble? Like I, I know the whole respect part is there. But did he look pretty bad to you? And what can Triple G take away from that? Can can he do something? And like, okay, I watched the film there. I'm going to use that for for this fight here on Saturday night. You you know what? Honestly, man, I don't have any Canelo slander. Um, I, mean, I don't necessarily feel that he looked bad against Bivol. I think the biggest thing in that fight, which is apparent to anyone who knows boxing, is that they have weight classes for a reason, and his power, uh, Canelo's power towards Bivol wasn't so anytime Canelo's ripping body shots against most people you can tell they feel like oh Bibble was like eh, his power was 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 whatever you know what I mean he wasn't he wasn't really tripping off of Canelo's power that was the biggest thing to me um and the Canelo's um his conditioning bad conditioning kind of reared his ugly head again in that fight that was something that he had you know in his career for a little while and then kind of got off of it but, uh, yeah, that kind of reared his ugly head in that Bibble fight. You can tell he got tired at, like, the sixth or seventh round. And Bibble was, you know, just he, – he boxed master, masterfully in that fight. Um, so I think the biggest thing that Triple G can take from that fight is just the fact that Canelo didn't go down in skill-wise. I just think that, again, he realized that he bit off more than he could chew. He's not a light heavyweight. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not going to fight someone who's really that big. So, uh, and Triple G isn't that big. So I, I don't think that he can take any solace personally in that. And Canelo didn't lose a whole bunch. He just fought a guy that was way too big and skilled at the same time. Sam, what do, what do you think about that, that, uh, that outcome for there? Is there anything Triple G could take away? Well, Canelo was there to be hit by Dimitri Bivol, right? What 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 was Dimitri Bivol's weapon of choice? It was his jab. He worked everything around a jab. And what is Triple G known for? What has Triple G had one of the best of in boxing for his entire career? He's got he still has a sharp jab. He doesn't move like Dimitri Bivol does. That was to me, I think, the biggest thing in that fight is that Bivol was able to get in and out when he wanted to. He was able to fight the fight at his range. He was able to you know, shell up when Canelo wanted to get inside and, and then go to work and unload and, you know, willing to, you know, defend against Canelo's exchanges and quick enough to open up with his own and then get out, whatever. Triple G doesn't move quite like that. So I'm not, 
you know, it's going to be stylistically very different, but what we know Triple G has a jab and we know he has power, respectable power, a different kind of power than people does. Like you said, G, um, or, or Brian, whoever made the point, he was never hurt in that fight. Canelo actually hurt, uh, but he, he got hit a bunch. So if you are Triple G, I think that that's one big takeaway. Now, again, this fight is at 168 pounds to Brian's point. Canelo got tired. Um, he, he, the conditioning wasn't there. He was, I felt like he was much slower at that weight. You didn't see him, uh, boxing quite as efficiently. It more, it was more of him like loading up power shots and that were relatively, I thought relatively ineffective for the most part. I, he knows how to fight triple G. He's going to fight, I think, triple G differently than he fought Bevo. And, and we, I think we're going to see stylistically a little bit more of what we saw in the second fight where Canelo is going to come forward um, he's going to take a few to give a few, and and, and we're going to see at 40 what Triple G's punch resistance is like. Is it the same as it was when he was 35-5? That's a long time. Triple G's been in a lot of wars. So, um, yeah, there's some takeaways, but, again, I think he's anticipating a very different style of, of fight at 168. Do you guys know if, uh, if Canelo's still vegan? I didn't ask question. him about that. That's a yeah, great question. That's a good, I know that he's not out. eating street meter anymore, though. Yeah, no, he. I know he went uh, for the Bivol fight. He went in. He went in. He went full vegan for that fight. So I'm wondering if he's still vegan right now, and if he, uh, if he's still doing it for this fight, because they said that 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 changed. That's why. Well, that was kind of a reasoning why they also used against Bivol that he just felt his body felt different. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that, Fernando. Bivol gave Canelo the work. Oh no, no, no! I'm not using it as an excuse either. I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's that's, one of the. I'm not buying that. Forget that. No, that doesn't work. Yeah, that's that's almost as bad as the the meat. That's almost as bad as the the meat gave him the. Like, let me tell you, I live. I live live right by the border, so I go down to TJ. that meat is delicious, so I understand why Canelo can't stay away from it. You won't pass a PD test, Fernando. That's for sure. Hey, that's why I don't. That's why I don't. Uh, that's why I'm behind. I'm outside of the ring, not in it. But um, watching film go. is one thing, but also uh, you have to apply and execute it well. Glovkin is 40 years old. He had a solid. Perf- well, I mean, I thought he had an okay performance against um, uh, Murata. But the power is often the last thing to go, and Triple G still had a TKO in the ninth round. Um, but what about the footwork, the jab? Can he still get away with uh, with that with, obviously, Canelo's combinations? Uh, he still has an iron chin. So, Sam, what, what kind of performance are you expecting from a middle-aged uh, – God, middle-aged uh, Triple G? Oh, jeez. Oh. Is he middle-aged now? God. I mean, uh, 40. He looks like – Look, I will say this, right? And, and, and I know Brian will, Brian will agree. He looks great. He looks fantastic. He looks in top condition. He still has a youthful kind of presence and glow. He still has the baby face. The smile still radiates. Um, you can tell how much this matters to him. I think to your point, Fernando, um, the power is going to be there. I think the jab is still going to be effective. The movement, and he was never a great mover, right? That wasn't yeah. his game per se. Uh, that, I think, yeah. is going to be troublesome for him in this fight. But he has nothing to lose. This might be it for him. Like you said, it's a massive payday. This, I do think, how could, if you're Triple G, like, how could you not feel like you were robbed in the first two fights? Like, if you're him, of course you feel that way. This is one last chance to kind of avenge those wrongs and go out empty in the clip, empty in the tank, uh, for better or for worse. And if that means risking getting knocked out, then, then what does he have to lose? You're 40. Like, people, I think, are kind of expecting that. And if, if, you're, if you're Canelo, isn't that the kind of performance you want to have? I mean, I think he, he was very clear and very upfront. He wants a stoppage in this fight. And frankly, I think he kind of needs one. 
Because what are you going to take away if he decisions it's a close decision against a 40-year-old oh. Triple G, right? Like, oh. he needs a resounding statement with this with, with this fight. He, he's going to get booed. He could potentially get booed out of that stadium if he doesn't knock out Triple yeah, G. I think he's going to try if he's for it. out of shape. Yeah, uh-huh. I think – I think I think both fighters are going to really try for it. I think this is going to be stylistically um, one of the fights that is you know an exciting fight that gets talked about for a while. How the how it ends, I don't know. I, I don't. We'll find out. But I think that's the fight Triple G is preparing for, and I think Canelo is preparing for that as well. I think we're going to see a lot of punches, a very different Canelo in a Triple G fighting with nothing to lose. Sam, man, with right. you saying that, you kind of that helped get my juices flowing even more for this fight because when you talk about Triple G being this his swan song, and that when if you're an athlete, you're a boxer, you know that this may be your last big fight, and you're going to get someone that's kind of like your rival. That's going to up your your training even more. That's going to up your your um your dedication even more. So he's he likely is in the best shape of his life. G, you know, um, coming into this fight. I think that we may see one of the better Triple Gs that we've seen in a long time, being that think about the motivation that he has for this fight against Canelo Alvarez. And that that helps you, you know, the mundane of training and everything else. He can you he probably likely use that in his training. So uh, I, I think that I think that we're going to see probably one of the better Triple Gs. To me, honestly, I don't know whether or not we're going to see one of the better Canelos. You know what I mean? Even though he's coming off of a loss, you would think that he would be one of the better you know, Canelo's being that he knows that he may need a knockout. He may try to avoid being booed and everything else. And he didn't look good in his last bout, but we've been on top for so long. How, Marvin Hagler said it, man, how it's hard to get up and train. And you got them silk yeah. sheets, you know what I mean? And Canelo had silk sheet for a long time. So we'll see. Uh, Gilbert, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. RIP Marvin Hagler, one of the best to ever do it. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely epically reach here, but I just want to drop some history because you're wearing the Muhammad Ali shirt. Uh, B remember when Muhammad Ali was going to fight a young George Foreman and nobody gave him a, a shot to beat him and he shocked the world. And he won. What if that happens here with a 40 year old? I know it's a reach to the big reach, but it happens in boxing. Even when That's Foreman came back, reach. yeah, Foreman came back in his fifties and he beat some young people too. So uh, you never know. In boxing. Like, there, there you go. So you never know when uh, you, when you have some power on your side. Yeah, age could, be, could hurt you. Uh, and I think you mentioned this, but this point was good here from, from Sam saying, you know, he does have the iron chin. He's never been dropped in his career, which is crazy to think when he's been, he's been fighting that long. I know he's fought a, a bunch of guys that were nobodies, but there's a good portion there. They're, you know, taking a hit from, from Canelo in two big fights. He didn't go down. So I think that for me is like, okay, that's a real chin right there. Uh, but how do you how do you take that and withstand it at age forty? Is it a little different? Uh, is Canelo's pop a little different when if he's still vegan? We got to figure that out, guys. Uh, but I I think for Triple <laughs> G's uh, yeah uh, Triple G's uh, for psyche the mindset. I think this fight has or this rivalry has ate at him for the last four years. I think I think he probably told us Fernando in the interview with us that he probably would have retired a long time ago if yeah. if that outcome in Vegas was better. And he doesn't want to fight it in Las Vegas. I, I know we all love Vegas, but Triple G does not. Remember LA Bird 118-110, uh, the split decision. I think I scored it both fights from ringside for Triple G. Uh, and he probably feels the same way that he won that fight. So I think that it could maybe hurt him or help him. Like, he's very motivated. And they don't like each other. This could be a brawl. And like you guys mentioned, a trilogy, somebody will usually goes down. Uh, we saw that uh, epic fight between uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. That was a trilogy, too. Uh, but... That's my thoughts on, on Triple G. 
And just for the sake of time, I, I want to get to predictions, but I want to have a little fun too on, on the round table. So, uh, Fernando, I'm, we're going to save it. our our pound for pound list here. Uh, yeah, but I want to I, I want to get Sam and, and 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 Brian to give me their top five pound for pound because when Canelo lost, it, it kind of created a little shuffling there. I think people just assume it's going to be Canelo. So I'll give you some names real quick, and I, I know I'm making you work on, on on the spot. But there's a Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, Alexander Usyk. Tyson Fury, what? the monster from Japan, and now wait, Jermail Charlo, Devin Haney, Tank mm. Davis. Can we get a top five? Who wants to go first? I don't want to put you guys on the spot. Who's ready, Sam or Brian? Age before beauty, man. Go ahead. Uh, okay. <laughs> Young age before beauty. <laughs> um, I got to go. G, my, my number one pound for pound fighter is, is Terrence Bud Crawford. It was Canelo until the Bivol loss. I think you talk about Crawford. I understand the resume at 147 might not what you want it to be. Might not be what you want it to be right now. Undisputed at 140, three-weight world champion. And then the eye test, this is a spectacular fighter that that can do a little bit of everything, right? Um, Number two, Alexander Usyk uh, looked defended his championships against AJ and motivated AJ that I thought had a much better game plan. Uh, Undisputed at cruiserweight. Now, you know, unified champion in heavyweight with a defense under his belt. Of course, the Olympic pedigree. He would be be my number two. Um, at this juncture in time, number three, Nioa Inoue, you know, the monster, mm. like you said, from Japan. Again, a guy that passes the eye test, did what we'd never seen be done in Donito Donaire. I mean, the power, the accuracy, the precision, this is a guy that comes into the ring and means business, and you know what you're going to get from him every time out. Um, number four, a- at this stage of the game, I-, I still am going with Canelo Alvarez. He lost to Dimitri Bivol. He bit off with more than he can chew, but that doesn't take away what he accomplished as a four-way world champion and what he did in, in – what, what, what was what was it, 11 months unifying the super middleweight division, uh, being the first super undisputed super middleweight champion, and taking away O's from three dudes that had the belt. He was very impressive in that run. One uh, loss doesn't change that. And and then fifth for me would be Errol Spence Jr., uh, just the premier resume, resume at welterweight. I uh, was super impressed with how he looked against Ugas uh, in, in April. That was, I think, mm-hmm. as good as he's ever looked in his career with the volume, with the power, with the accuracy, with his ability to recover – you know, we saw him go through a little little bit of adversity and then get the stoppage. So that's my, my pound for pound top five right now. Uh, like but there's, it. you know, it's there's a lot of depth. Like you said, G, that's one of the beautiful things about boxing right now is there's a lot of depth, uh, a lot of young fighters emerging and making their way up the list. And, you know, a lot of guys that are, are still trying to hang on and keep their places on that list. So go ahead, B. That's, yeah, that's real, real quick, B, I'm going to set you up. I, I really like the Terrence Crawford being number one. We got to see Earl Spence against Crawford, though. So, B, take it away. Oh, man, we absolutely, man. I like Sam's list, man. Terrence Crawford, to me, is definitely the pound-for-pound fighter. Um, Him going against Errol Spence, to me, I don't even think it's close. I talked to Sean uh, Porter about it off camera, you know, just kind of talking or whatever, and he was like, man, I think that Bud's going to win that fight. Um, And I I don't even think it's close, honestly. Um, So I definitely put him number one. Um, And I have to to be honest, uh, Inoue – I've only seen the knockout. I haven't watched a lot of his fights, but you know, I would have to put him maybe at, I'm going to put him at, at like fifth, just because you guys are talking about him. He's he's the man, but number two, uh, I will go with um, Usyk and in, in what he did in, in defending his championship. And if he fights Tyson Fury, I think that ugh, it will be nice to see him get up there. Um, I'm going to go with Fury at number three, honestly. Whoa. Uh, he's okay. undefeated, man. And what he's done, and what he's done, I mean, he still hasn't lost. And he beat the 
he beat the guy. You know, you got to beat the champ to beat the champ. He beat the champ, and he's he's won. Um, he's won all of his fights against competition that people don't believe that he was going to to win those fights. Canelo, I get him number four. Uh, before this fight, what he had done, I think, had, had been fantastic. So I give Canelo four, and then I'll put your guy at number five. Put your guy at number five anyway, just because you got I respect your opinions and being that I'm looking at the pound for pound list, they have them at two here, but yeah, being that I haven't seen them personally, uh ex- except for the knockout. Um, you know, and Nonito is, is old. You know what I mean? Like I love Nonito Denaire, but he's an old dude. I mean, come on, it's not like that was the first time he'd ever been knocked out. So uh I, I'll go ahead. And for real, for real, I really wanted to put uh, not Haney, but who's uh, the fighter from Oakland? My guy. Uh, not David Haney? Is it Haney? Yeah. Hey, I, I guess it is Haney that's from Oakland. Yeah, 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 undisputed yeah. at 135. Yeah, undisputed. That's yeah, I, I, I like Haney, man. I, I like Haney. He yeah. he would be the guy that I'd put at five with him if I didn't hear you guys, you know, talking about way. <laughs> I like Shakur Stevenson too, man. Yeah, oh, he, he'll be up there soon. But so many options, yeah. guys. So I really appreciate it because I respect you guys' opinions too in boxing. I, I love our conversation when we were in, in Vegas. So, uh, with that, Fernando, take it away. All right. Well, obviously, it's time is UFC, but I got to, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll use it here in this instance for uh, prediction time. Brian, who you got? You know what? Being that I'm the, the elder statesman on this panel. <laughs> I like Muhammad Ali. That's my favorite athlete of all time. And and Gilbert just sold me on it, man. Talking about George Foreman and Muhammad Ali, man. I think we might see an upset. I think we might. I think Ooh. Canelo or Triple G is a, a, a big, a good dog, a good dog to bet on. Being I live in Las Vegas, I don't bet. But I think that putting some money on Triple G, I think that there's a, a big possibility that he can win this fight. Um, you know, I thought someone would get knocked out. But I think he can win this fight, maybe split decision. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go off the rails a little bit, a little split decision. Wow. With right. with someone getting dropped. I think we might see for the first time Canelo ever being hurt, because I've never seen him hurt before. Mm. Whoa. Oh wow. Look at Sam Gordon's face. Sam, you take it away. I know. Um, I, I, look, I, I wanna there's definitely a case to be made for Triple G, right? All he has to do um is win seven rounds and uh, in, in on two of the three cards. That's all you gotta do. All he has power, do. he has the jab. If if he if, if the volume is there and he can stay out of the way of some of those big shots, then yeah, there's a blueprint for him winning to him winning the fight. Um, I just don't see it happening. I, I'm going to go. I, after thinking about this, I got, I like Canelo. Um, I think Canelo stops triple G. I think Canelo stops triple G in the 11th round, 10th or the 11th round. I think he breaks him out down and stops him. Uh, the style of fight, like, like we said, we, 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 if Triple G wants to win this fight, he's going to have to be aggressive. He's going to have to go forward, and he's going to take have to take some punishment. And after seeing the way Ryota Morata tagged him up a little bit yeah. in their fight in April, uh, imagine what those punches are going to be like when it's Canelo Alvarez, and, and, and you're getting deeper and deeper into the fight. So I think it's going to be an excellent fight. I think it's going to be a lot of volume. I think it's going to be big-time entertainment, and I think Canelo uh, ends, the, ends the fight with a, a late stoppage, uh, becomes the first man to stop Triple G. I believe he's going to retire him. Uh, and and then we'll see after that. That creates a, a whole other discussion of storylines where he goes from there. But it's going to be an incredible fight either way. And uh, cannot wait. It's going to be super exciting. And I, I'm going to 
try and match. Uh, it's going to be a tough task, but I'm going to try and match B-Sal's swag on Saturday. So we'll see if I can pull that <laughs> Anyway, he got a new suit coming. I already know. He got a new suit coming. <laughs> Taylor made and everything. Gilbert? Yeah. Uh, part, part of me likes what what uh, what Brian is saying. Like, I think it's going to be a motivated Triple G. I think he, he's, his blood's been boiling for the last you know four years. He hates Las Vegas. He hates – Canelo, he hates Adelaide Bird. All this is getting in his head. He's gonna, he's probably been punching a bag of the scorecards uh, the last couple of years. But you know, I, I think I have a lot of respect for Triple G and, and his work ethic and his chin. I know he's forty years old. I, I know he took a couple of shots with Murata, uh, but I think that chin will still be there. He's gonna withstand. Uh, I think it's gonna be get to the point where yeah, maybe he hurts him, Sam. I think you're right there with Canelo. I think Canelo's gonna be fired up too after that kind of a stale loss there with Bibble. But again, he hates the guy too. So he's going to be just as fired up, just as motivated. And I think a lot of people aren't giving Canelo credit for the win four years ago. So maybe he's going to, he hears that and he wants to prove it and go after a KO. I think he hurts Triple G. He doesn't get it done because I think Triple G is a warrior. He's going to withstand it. So I'll go uh, unanimous decision. Canelo Alvarez over Triple G to end the trilogy. I'm going to go the same way too, but I think Canelo gets booed though for not dropping him or not. Uh, I think the crowd kind of turns on him a little bit um for that because everybody's expecting a knockout i think i don't think canelo delivers on the knockout and i think people start booing him um fans start getting irritated but we'll get a viva mexico cabrones out of him obviously (laughs) and and uh he'll try and turn it the other way but uh but i think the crowd's gonna start turning on canelo a little bit i think this i think that bibble fight now this if he doesn't drop triple g i think fans are gonna start I think the fans are going to turn him into a heel. So uh, obviously, a heel is a bad guy. So I, I think uh, I think fans are going to start turning on Canelo a little bit, especially if he doesn't drop Triple G. That's a bold yeah. prediction. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of details, okay. Fernando. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. I'm a wrestling guy, so obviously, I want to see I want to see a heel. I want to see him turn evil. I want to see him start crapping on fans. So obviously, I want to see uh, I want to see something like that. But thank you guys. His beard's so going to be black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can't be a red beard. It has to be. He's gonna look like a leprechaun. So obviously, he has to turn it into a different color. But maybe Sam can give him some pointers. Uh, but thank yeah, you guys. Sam's got a strong beard. Appreciate yeah, you guys. You. No, for real. Thank you thanks. guys so much for jumping on with us, Sam. Brian, let the good folks know where they can find your guys' work, especially this weekend. Well, I'll go first, and Sam kind of he's got that metro, uh, got that metro Wi-Fi at the house, man. Um, you can find me at Brian B R Y A N News Three L V. Uh, that's the best way to spell Brian. But yeah, that's my social for Twitter, for um, for Instagram. I also have a a fan page or a news page that I had to make on Facebook as well, man. So yeah, hit me up. Yeah, yeah, and, obviously. And, uh, I was gonna say, go Sam, he, he just told me his laptop died, so. You know what? I'm going to give him information. You can find Sam Gordon's uh, stories at the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, he's a columnist, Raiders, Aces, Boxing, everything in Las Vegas. He has you covered. And it's uh, the Twitter handle is by Sam, at by Sam Gordon. So I got you covered, Sam. I appreciate you guys both for your time, uh, B-Style and Sam Gordon. Thank you guys so much hey, for jumping on with us. And, and have fun this weekend. And I hope we get a picture of your, your guys' outfits on, uh, on Saturday. You know what? We will do that. Sam went to get his suit from a guy that I gave him the name for. So we'll definitely get those pictures up. Thank you so much, Brian. Real quick, real quick, quick reminder. Do not forget 
to subscribe to Combat Compass. You are not going to want to miss it. We have great content over there, like that Triple G video interview with a great translator. That's already up to 14,000 views. Let's freaking go. Thank you all coming in and watching it. Appreciate you guys. And don't forget, we got a great roundtable with the best boxing reporters in all the world. They're about to do a breakdown on the fight this weekend. Canelo versus Triple G3 is about to be fired. Do not forget to come over there with your compas to talk a little combat. Little combat. Get a little right hook action going. Also, do not forget if you want your boy right here. Best dang promo reader in the game to read advertisement for you. Do not fret. Just slide into our emails. The email's real simple to remember. It's copasonthebeat at gmail.com. So do not be afraid. Slide in there. Let's do a little, little business, shall we? It'll be great. Don't you fret. Now let's get back to the program. Oh, I am hyped for this next guest. It is for Mexican style with a knockout artist and a middleweight champion. You know him. You know his initials. You know what he's all about. Gennady, Golovkin, Triple G. Welcome to the show. How excited are you to finally get this third match with Canelo Alvarez on September 17th in Las Vegas? I'm so excited. Hi, guys. Just <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, Gennady, we can hear in your voice. You're excited for this fight, but was there a point where you thought you might not get this third fight? Were you concerned that maybe Canelo might never fight you? And why do you think he finally agreed to the fight? Мы слышим, что вы рады, что третий поединок состоится. Но был ли момент, когда вот вы сомневались в том, что это получится и что Канело вообще согласится когда-либо с вами еще раз встретиться? Ну да, то после того, как он себя вел так, скажем так, непредсказуемо, да, чуть-чуть нелогично, то уже уже даже я где-то забыл, что наш бой будет. Уже, ну, уже, уже не верилось в то, то, что он пойдет на это все. То есть было понимание, что когда мне будет 50, да, возможно, этот бой. Но сколько можно было ждать? again uh and i stopped thinking about that fight and forgot about that uh i kind of realized that sooner uh, he's going to come to me again probably when i'm 50. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah this fight is taking place now <laughs> well uh 40 is much better than 50 Gennady, so i'm glad the fight's happening right now Thirty years old, like you know, same shit. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies, man. But you know, you, I think you're still, you know, doing well in the ring, uh, Gennady. But how about the fight being in Las Vegas, at the same place, T-Mobile Arena, three times? I know you're not happy with the judges in Las Vegas. It didn't work out the first two times. But are you okay with the fight being in Las Vegas? Did you want it to be somewhere else? Maybe your hometown in Los Angeles? Um. Третий поединок снова в Лас-Вегасе, снова на Тимобил Арене. Мы знаем ваше разочарование действиями судей во время предыдущих двух поединков. Вас устраивает то, что поединок будет там? Или бы вы хотели все-таки, чтобы он, может быть, состоялся в Лос-Анджелесе, в городе, где вы сейчас живете? Ну, вы знаете, я пошел на многие уступки, и чтобы этот бой получился, включая 
168, включая весовую категорию, включая да, место провождения. Да. То есть это, это ужасно для спорта. Просто вы должны понимать, что это будет не спорт, это будет просто шоу, очередной просто бизнес-проект, который работает. The venue, the weight class, 168. And uh, you should realize that all that is terrible for the sport of boxing. Uh, this is not uh, pure sport. This is going to be a show. This is going to be a, a business enterprise. Uh, so, Gennady, what were you, uh, what were you, were you kind of thinking, here we go again, more waiting, maybe he won't fight me after Canelo lost uh, Bivol? And talk to us about what you thought when you watched Canelo lose to Bivol in that mind. What was going through your mind uh, when you saw him lose? Когда Канело проиграл Биволу, подумали ли вы, что, о, опять снова здорово, наверное, и откажется не будет этого поединка у нас? Когда вы смотрели, вот как он проигрывает, что, какие мысли, скажем так, проносились у вас в голове в виде то, что, что происходило тогда на ринге? Да нет, я был уверен, что наш бой будет, я вам скажу больше. Да, я скажу вам больше, я был, я даже знал, что наш поединок будет, так что меня это вообще никак не тревожило. Наоборот, я даже посмотрел, что как-то, знаете, как-то меня впечатлил тот момент, что как бы это действительно сейчас его как-то вернет в реальность, то есть он где-то он, он летал в облаках, где-то сейчас он наоборот опустится на, на землю, скажем так, и наш бой будет более реальным. To be honest, I was certain that our flight, our fight was going to take place, and it didn't bother me. And uh, I was happy with the fact that uh, with this loss, um, he sort of uh, brought himself back to reality, or he was brought back to reality. He was somewhere in the clouds, and now uh, I'm hoping that our fight is going to be somewhat down to earth. Gennady, this is a simple question. Is this fight personal? Because Canelo says it is. So do you feel like this fight is personal? На ваш взгляд, это личное для вас это противостояние, потому что для него это прям личное дело. Нет, для меня это очередной бой. Очередной бой. Почему? Потому что, ну, скажем так, я уже завершил с карьеры, да, с боксерской. Хоть я и являюсь чемпионом мира. То есть для меня это как такой момент, знаете, мы все знали, что этот бой будет. Мы все знали, мы все ждали, просто ну, ждали очень долго, но все-таки это пришло. И здесь ничего персонального абсолютно нет. То есть здесь просто это бизнес-шоу. You know, uh, to me it's nothing personal, it's just another fight. Uh, you know that I'm nearing my retirement uh, and I'm a world champion. So, indeed, we've been waiting for that fight for a long period of time. Now it's happening. Uh, so it's another fight and nothing personal. It's a big drama show, Gennady, right? Absolutely. You don't look, <laughs> hey, you don't look old, though. You look really good. You, 40 is the new 30, Gennady. I have sparring, you know, everybody massage my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gennady, do, do, you, do you laugh when Canelo says that he's going to knock you out this third time and talking a lot of trash? Does that just make you laugh? Uh, смешно вам то, что он все это говорит, нокаутирую его и вообще все, весь этот uh, глупости все эти высказывает? 
Вы знаете, если честно, смешно не то, что он говорит, в общем смешно, как он ведет себя, знаете, как бы я считаю так, ну давайте уже, ну, ты если представитель этого вида спорта, ты уже веди себя более-менее как достойно, да, то есть мы говорим за спорт, то есть, ну, мало же кто так себя ведет, я не буду приводить в пример, да, там какие-то их большие имена, там, я не знаю, посмотрите, как ведет себя Леброн, там, или Стив Кэр, или там, посмотрите, там, Коби, да, то есть, ну, люди так не ведут себя, когда ты уже действительно большой, когда ты уже действительно большой. Вот это вот все мелочь, грязь вот эта вот вся, то есть неприятно, вот просто вот прям по-мужски скажу, по-мужски вот, да, вот если со стороны, то есть это недостойно, это очень достойно. Все, что он говорит, там я нокаутирую, я закончу свою карьеру, ну, то есть он себе пытается набить экстра бонусы, но это смешно, это не то, что смешно, то есть это... Мы же все понимаем, что это где-то подло даже. You know, uh, it not only makes me laugh, uh, like his entire behavior is kind of ridiculous. Uh, and him being a representative of boxing and behaving this way is just uh, something that it it's just stripped of dignity, I would say. You know, when you look at other uh, athletes, if you look at LeBron, like Steve Curry, people uh, who are representative of their sports, but him saying like some mean things, uh, trying to pour some dirt on me, it's just, it's just low, it's just mean, and uh, perhaps he's trying to score some points this way, but I think he's going, he's only losing points. <laughs> or you lose a point before the fight starts, uh, Gennady. Uh, but do you take pride in, in never being dropped and never being, you know, knocked down? Like you, you fought so many years and you have that that iron chin. Is that something you, you really take pride in? You're proud of? Вас никогда не то что накутили, даже нокдаунов не было. У вас такой железный подбородок. Гордитесь ли вы тем, что за всю вашу карьеру? Ну, безусловно, безусловно, что здесь, как бы, я не могу же, да, то есть не гордиться этим или кривить душой, говорить, что это меня не радует. Я прям даже счастлив, что у меня так это все получилось и получается, и... но я прям очень доволен этим. Of course, of course, and I'm not going to lie to you, and uh, I'm happy, I'm excited, and I'm proud of, uh, the, of, the, of this fact. Подбородок тоже боксирует понемножечку. Нет, но мне его тренируют потихоньку. Yeah, during sparring sessions. Nice. Ganada, you gain a lot of fans for for embracing the Mexican style. You like fighting like a Mexican. You have power. You knock down many people. You're a rock star in Los Angeles. A lot of Mexican supporters. You know, love you from so for saying Mexican style. What made you embrace the Mexican culture, and do you think you have a lot of Mexican supporters come September 17 against Canelo? I hope so. Да, многие да вас любят за ваш мексиканский стиль. У вас много поклонников среди мексиканцев, которые живут в Лос-Анджелесе. Все вас считают, ну просто рок звездой, можно так сказать. Почему вот вы выбрали мексиканский стиль? Как так получилось и Чувствуете, будет у вас много поклонников, мы, мы уверены, среди мексиканцев, которые поддержат вас 17 сентября. Да. Ну, 
этот мой мексиканский стиль, то есть не то, что прям мексиканский стиль. Мексиканский стиль – это же и есть твое. Ты показываешь свое нутро, ты показываешь свой стиль, ты показываешь свой образ жизни. То есть насколько ты правдив, насколько ты честен, насколько ты откровенен и насколько ты открыт. И это людям нравится, потому что они не видят фальши в этом. То есть они находят очень много общего с самим собой. То есть вот это вот откровенность, скажем так. Из-за этого у меня столько много поклонников, и я их очень люблю, и я их очень благодарен, и я чувствую ну, с ними связь, потому что мы мыслим одинаково, мы показываем, кем мы являемся, да, и это вот все, скажем так, назовем мексиканский стиль. Я им благодарен, то, что у меня поддерживают, что они меня понимают, что, что я им нравлюсь. Это же здорово. It's not that I just decided to embrace Mexican style. It's just uh, that I'm being truthful. I'll, I'm being uh, sincere. I demonstrate the way of life. I'm being open. And uh, people like that. People like when you're not a phony. Uh, and it appears to them sincerity uh and probably that's why i have so many fans uh and i love my fans i'm grateful to my fans for their support and uh the reason they support me the reason they like me is because they think the same way they uh they see me and they uh find uh, common points with me Gennady, did you move to la for tacos is that really why you wanted to move to la you love tacos вы в Лос-Анджелесе приехали, чтобы, чтобы тако поедать. Игнадий, извините. Come on, guys, stop it. Don't talk about you know, like Mexican food. I need a couple of <laughs> Gotta make weight, uh, Fernando. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry about that, Gennady. Тако, поедать, скажи, come on. You're, you're torturing, Gennady. <laughs> No. <laughs> I apologize for that one, Gennady. Uh, my, my kids, I have a you know, like kids, just my favorite, just my kids' favorite food, tacos. Mm. Taco. Oh, wow. I heard that your kid's a very good uh, hockey player. Is that true? It's true. Yeah, it's, you know, like, it's normal, like everybody. You know, like everybody who living in LA. Not like, ex, <laughs> not like a East Coast, North Coast. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> uh, LA style. Come on. Call it. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Gennady, last question for me. Uh, you've been very outspoken in the past about uh, Canel, that Canelo cheated the sport with the tainted meat. Do you believe he is still one of the greatest fighters in, uh, in the sport today, even though, that, uh, even though uh, what happened with the tainted with the meat? Вы тогда очень откровенно высказывались по поводу этого мяса зараженного, что он на самом деле сваливал все на мясо, при этом... Ну, жульничал. Считаете ли вы величайшим боксером современности, несмотря на то, что вот он такие прегрешения совершил? Вы знаете, как бы я не собираюсь никогда ни в ком как бы принижать достоинство, да, его результаты, что добился вообще человек, не говоря уже о, ну, не говоря даже о Канело. То есть я не тот человек, который будет принижать достоинство. То есть Скажем, Аканелло, всего, чего он достиг, это действительно, это, ну, это очень много, это, это грандиозно, ну, можно сказать, да. Просто вопрос в другом, как он это достиг, что он использовал. Я, не, я же не то, что ссылаюсь на это мясо, я же говорил по факту, по результатам 
в лаборатории по результатам врачей, что врачи говорят, то есть по результатам ВАДА-тест. Я же говорю, как бы, про... не то, что я говорю, я вслух, то есть у меня спросили, я говорю, да, я считаю, что он обманывает, что дело в мясе, то есть я не собираюсь молчать, да, то есть у меня спросили, я ответил. Если это кому-то не нравится, особенно в его команде, тут, ну, точно это его проблема. Um, you know, uh, I'm not that kind of person who is going to belittle uh, any athlete's achievements. And uh, Canel achieved a lot, obviously. He's, what he did is grandiose for the sport of boxing. is is tremendous. But um, there are some other questions. How he did that, uh, what he used. I did not say something just because I uh, just came up with it. There are lab results, the doctor said that, uh, that was the results of uh, water testing. And uh, when asked, I, I said, yes, I believe uh, that he uh, cheated. And uh, if somebody in his team didn't like my words, I believe it's their problem. Okay, Gennady, one more question, then we'll let you go. I know you're busy, you have, you have to you know, spar and have the whole fight camp, but... <laughs> Uh, you're 40 years old you mentioned the age you feel good like you mentioned but is this your last fight do you know would it be your last fight win or lose or what are you thinking вам 40 ну выглядите великолепно чувствуете себя великолепно но на ваш взгляд это ваш заключительный поединок в карьере нет я то есть я так не думаю я так не думаю то есть я бы не хотел бы так думать и не хочу и не хочу про это думать что это будет заключительный потому что Ну, у меня есть большие планы еще на будущее. С кем боксировать, как боксировать и где боксировать. У меня есть мой любимый Казахстан, где мне надо, где я считаю, что я должен отбоксировать, и мне надо отбоксировать. Так что у меня большие планы. Все, что говорится вот сейчас о том, что я завершу или завершил. Да, я уже давно завершил карьеру. Как вот это вот все началось с пандемией. Можно сказать, карьера закончилась. А сейчас надо просто сделать то, что я должен сделать. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't say so, because I still have uh, a lot of plans. I still have big plans. There is my home country of Kazakhstan, where I believe I need a fight. And uh, on one uh, side, I can say that I retired uh, some time ago when the pandemic began. You know, all this like very active part of the career. But on the other hand, I still have some plans in the world of boxing. Um, so you'll see me. Well, we're very excited for that, uh, Gennady, for the fight coming up. September 17th in Las Vegas, Gennady Glufkin, Triple G against Canelo Alvarez. Gennady, keep on massaging that face, keep on massaging that jaw, and uh, good luck to you on uh, September 17th. We're excited to see you, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm coming, coming soon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Gilbert, you got the interview with or the round table with Brian and Sam. You got Dan and Dago and you got Triple G. What more do you wow. want out of these last uh these last three segments? Just great stuff here on Combat Compass. Yeah, a lot of hype, a lot of energy. Um, you know, people didn't want to duke it out. So yeah, Dan and Dago and I could be a matchup. Triple G could be the referee. Uh you, Brian and, and uh Sam could be the judges. There we go. We have it set it up. Uh, but it was uh, a fun little roundtable. Like I mentioned, Fernando, these two guys 
man, we, we always chopped it up boxing. Like it's hard for me to find people to, to chop it up with boxing, you know, to even to the point where people who know something and I don't really like them, I, I'll go and talk to them for a little bit. Uh, Fernando, uh, <laughs> not a jab there. I don't know. But, uh, when you talk boxing, you suck me in. That's how you get my attention. Like just pretend like you're, you're trying to get, you know, you know, see me at, at a bar. You want to talk to me? Yeah, there you go. That, that's how you, that's how you get me hooked. Up. I don't know where I'm going with this Fernando. Uh, but the round table was awesome. Uh, we're gonna have a big fight on Cinco, not Cinco, oh my god, uh, September 17th in uh, Las Vegas, and then uh, yeah, a fun interview with Triple G. Uh, we had to play it again because that is going in the compass on the beat hall of fame for interviews. It really is. So that's how Caroline picked you up. She picked you up at yeah, a bar, yeah, she started yeah. talking boxing, and boom, that's how uh, she got you. So I think that's where you were going with that, and I understand it. So there you go, I put two and two together. Yeah, she she told me. Man, that Adelaide Bird scorecard 118 110 for Canelo was crazy, and we fell in love after that. <laughs> That's honestly awesome. Uh, obviously, Gilbert, um, Anthony Joshua versus Tyson oh, yeah. Fury, supposedly December 3rd. Gilbert, I saw an article right now that asked, Is Joshua throwing away his boxing career getting in the ring with Tyson Fury? What do you think? And it's being reported by ESPN, it's being reported by a lot of people that this fight is going to happen. What do you think about it? I'm going to be a fun killer here, and uh, I'm going to be real because I've, I've covered the sport of boxing. Uh, it, this is one of these things where, like, they just throw out a fight. They say they they, they agree verbally, but there's no behind-the-scenes paperwork. It doesn't make any sense. It will get headlines for a couple days, and then you're never going to hear of it again. Like, when Manny Pacquiao and Ryan Garcia announced the fight, you never heard it from it after a week or two. So, this kind of feels like maybe Tyson Fury trying to get some leverage on Alexander Usyk. Like, hey, if you don't fight me, I'm gonna go fight Anthony Joshua. And two, I don't know if anybody. Joshua. What was that? I'm gonna go knock out Anthony Joshua. Yeah, I think he'll enjoy. It, but two, I don't know how many people outside of the UK want to see this fight. Tyson Fury is on a way higher level than Anthony Joshua. I'm tired of Anthony Joshua. You go back down. You don't fight the champion because you already lost two fights. Go earn it up and come back again. Again, get off my lawn. I'm being that guy. I don't really care for this fight. Tyson Fury will go to work on Anthony Joshua. Give me Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury, and I can guarantee you this fight won't happen this year for sure. Would you rather watch Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz, or Wilder against uh, Fury? One more time, Anthony and Joshua against Ruiz. No, no, no. And would you rather, out of these three opponents, who would you oh. rather see Tyson Fury face? Wilder again, uh, Ruiz, or Anthony Joshua? I think Ruiz. I, th- I think Ruiz at least has a better chin, some good power. It'll be a fun fight. Uh, imagine Anthony Ruiz taking taking into both uh, uh, Englishmen there in, 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 in the UK. Uh, that'll be interesting. We've seen the Wilder fight already. I think Tyson Fury has proven he's better than Wilder. And, and this is the thing with Joshua and Wilder. Like, they have no skill, uh, but at least Wilder has the punching power. Joshua kind of got timid and lost some of that power. And he tries to kind of be a boxer. He has some skill, but it's like he does. It's like when you're doing it, you're creating like a boxer on fight night. You kind of give yourself little levels and like. It's very average across the board for for Anthony Joshua. Like Wilder goes a power, and then and then Anthony Ruiz, good combinations, good power, good chin, and then Tyson Fury just fucking sorry sorry, <laughs> you can bleep that out. Freaking ninety on everything. So uh, sorry about that if you're watching this uh, family show. But yeah, let me, just 
let me ask you one question though. Does Tyson have the strength? No, no, I'm serious. Like no, sometimes I'm I feel like or dropping an F bomb there. I got really oh, <laughs> no, it's just that sometimes like when I was watching him against Wilder, I felt like if he had more of like the Andy Ruiz strength, he might have knocked him out a lot earlier. Do you feel like Tyson's that strong? Is he one of the stronger heavyweights, or do you feel like maybe uh, Andy and and and, and uh, Wilder kind of have that a I, little I bit think, more? I'm very impressed with Andy Ruiz's right hook. He he has good power. I don't I don't think Fury has the power of those two, but his combinations, his stature, the yeah. way he just stifles you is just it's, it's just too much after a while. He's definitely like, you. Yeah, and then after a while, like, okay, this is starting to hurt, and I'm gonna go down. That's what happened with Wilder. Yeah. Uh, so that that's the thing with Fury. Like, that's why I want to see Alexander Usyk because I think Fury's skill level kind of matches Usyk. It's not the same. I know Usyk is on his own planet when it comes to being a crafty, skillful fighter, but that's what makes Fury so dangerous. Like, he's six foot nine, and he could box, and he could go with it. Like, I'm not gonna say Muhammad Ali, but he could just move around, and then he's then he has a big factor, the power, and all that. So you combine that all. That could maybe just smother, like you mentioned, uh, Alexander Usyk because uh, Joshua didn't have the the skill power and he, he was a little more timid than Tyson Fury is. And, and imagine like Wilder, can he catch Usyk for one time? He probably go down because Wilder has the most power among all those guys, but the skill is very off. And Andy Ruiz, he's kind of in that middle tier, just you know, good power, good feet but doesn't do anything exceptionally too well. So you got me going with this division here, Fernando, because those are, what, five names, I think, that we just yeah. mentioned in the heavyweight division. Imagine they all fight. I'm forward. I just want to get Fury and Usyk on, in the ring before you start thinking about the other guys, you know? Yeah, no, and that's the thing. I, I want to see that. All right? Like, I want Wilder versus Ruiz, and I want uh, Usyk versus uh, Usyk versus uh, Fury. Yeah, like, and then I, I want to see Joshua, like, kind of work your way up. You know, we'll find a six-man for him. Yeah, no, they, and and that's why I told you I thought that the Andy Ruiz uh, Joshua two, I thought it was very Floyd Mayweather esque, where he would go up, bang, 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 back up, bang, 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 back up, bang, bang, because Andy Ruiz looked fine. Like he got, I remember he got off the plane in L.A. because I think they fought in Saudi Arabia. He got off the plane in that, or was it London? I can't remember where they fought, but um, but I remember he got off the plane and his face looked fine. He didn't look like yeah, he got Saudi touched Arabia up at all. Way. Yeah, so I, I just thought, oh, that was kind of lame. Like, if he would have shown up even half half in shape, he probably would have destroyed uh, Anthony Joshua again. And Anthony Joshua wasn't trying to take any risks. So, but, man, this division has me so hyped. I really can't wait to watch these guys. And I hope that Tyson really doesn't retire because I keep on hearing his name for WrestleMania 39 in L.A. So mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping that, uh, he, wrestle, that he wrestles um, or that he fights before wrestling but i mean we'll see what happens i'm like i said i'm excited i want to see what happens uh but yeah this division has me high like you this division has me hyped yeah i'm dropping f-bombs over here so uh sorry about that uh but yeah no it's uh, it's been a fun uh show for now we covered it all man we got this, this is yeah. what combat Combat is about we got a uh, pro wrestling we, what uh we got we got ufc mma uh what? we got we got boxing we got we have it all on this program here so uh I'm ready. I'm ready for uh, Canelo Triple G Mexican Independence Weekend, and hopefully these fights in the heavyweight division materialize down the road. Yeah, no, and it's gonna be fun because obviously you don't have Falcon. The Falcons and Rams are the next day, and it's at home, yeah. so you get to watch. Uh, you get to watch it with all your friends and everything, and kind of hang out and uh, and uh, be able to watch it. So, yeah, and I mean Chargers play on Thursday night, so I'll be able to be at home yeah. and watch it too. So 
this is gonna be a this is gonna be a good fight weekend, folks. Don't forget, um, Gilbert and I are two compas on the beat. Uh, so obvious on the NFL beat. So this week on on uh, on our regular compas on the beat. We broke down some of the storylines going down in the NFL right now. We kind of played a game more uh, like kind of a would you rather um, kind of Jimmy G or Trey Lance. What are you sticking with you for Kyle Shanahan? Stuff like that. So go ahead and check that out. Check out this week. Um, also, check out. Uh, it's not too late. This is being released on Thursday. Do not forget to check out Chargers preview versus the Chiefs. We had Joshua Briscoe on the show. Uh, Dan and Dago and I also break down. Uh, Charger Chiefs. Dan and Dago, I had a surprise for him. He broke down Rashawn Slater versus Chandler yeah. Jones. Why did he have so much? Why did uh, Rashawn have so much success? Dan talks about it. Dan says that Rashawn's on a different planet right now when it comes to playing left tackle. So that'll be interesting. And don't forget, Gilbert, who'd you guys have on this week? We had uh, D. Orlando Ledbetter from uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm glad I memorized all that. Longtime uh, Falcons beat reporter since 2005. Really dropped the knowledge on House of Horns, a Rams podcast. Uh, so please subscribe to that. And, I, again, I always say this. you know, Subscribe to both to support the compas here. And, again, if you're a fan of the Chargers or you're a fan of the Rams, just subscribe. Like all the videos, tell a friend, keep it going because we're trying to grow this network here. Come on the beat. And if you're watching here uh, from the UK, because I know the UK people love uh, boxing, hopefully you stick around here and subscribe. We're trying to be worldwide here. We can talk American exactly. football, maybe eventually some right. soccer, Fernando. Um, mm-hmm. We get some baseball sometimes. Uh, we get random. We talk movies, all that. So you're new to this program and you watch the entire show here and you're like, hey, what are they talking about? Stick around and look look elsewhere for our program here. Exactly, exactly. We have so much for you guys. And again, uh, House of Horns, uh, What's Up, Bolts, and uh, the regular Compas on the Beat. And then obviously, if you haven't seen uh, any of the Combat Compas episodes, go back and check them out. We talk literally about everything. Uh, and don't forget to tri- check out the Triple G interview that we had. If you've already watched it on here, go back and watch the the rate. And you want to go back and tell your friend, hey, Watch this interview. Go uh, have them check out Combat Combas. Like, subscribe, all of that. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. And and that's been episode six of Combat Combas. For the for the time being, Gilbert and I have to get ready to watch uh, Canelo versus Triple G. So, sabes que? Vámonos, Gilbert. Before that, for now, give me one more grito and we're get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, ya nos vamos, pues. Vámonos.